Welcome back to House of Bravo, your weekly Housewives recap with a cosmic twist. I'm Tasha, an intuitive astrologer based in Brooklyn, also known as the agent of Pluto. And I'm Emma, an astrocartographer and human design reader. Kicking off this week with our cosmic weather report, Venus, the planet of relationships and love, and Mercury, the planet of communication and thought, have officially moved into Sagittarius, and the sun follows suit early next week. Oof. I mean, yes, in theory, the moon will be lighter across the board as Sagittarius brings some good vibes to the fold, especially after what was like an extra, 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 extra tense eclipse. Um, I mean, traditionally, Sag energy always feels like that light at the end of this very intense and dark scorpionic tunnel. We talked about Sagittarius energy on the show before, but for a quick reminder, Sagittarius is a mutable fire sign ruled by Jupiter, the planet of abundance and truth. So it has a kind of flexible go with the flow energy. Yes. And Sag energy is also very much about expanding your horizons and searching for that truth, whatever that might mean for you. Sagittarians are also considered the travelers and explorers of the Zodiac always down for a good time on a spontaneous trip to nowhere. Case in point, me, a Sagittarius rising, quitting my corporate job in 2018 to travel the world and go freelance Mm. with my work. Yeah, definitely. From my side, I mean, a little tongue in cheek, but I've always noticed, you know, on dating apps with my friends, like a lot of men who, you know, wear prayer beads or talk about languages and how many countries they travel to. Nine out of 10, that's most likely a sag man. And I only say man because my friends are hetero women looking for a male relationship but in any case speaking of trips should we start with potomac this week before diving into slc i mean i feel like the miami trip needs to be talked about immediately i have like very strong opinions and ajda most importantly (laughs) well i love a strong opinion but before we get to that i just have to mention that when they're driving up to the house and everyone's looking around the neighborhood and kind of hating on what they're driving through and Giselle literally says where's the beach I got instant flashbacks to Snooki drunkenly screaming where's the beach before getting arrested (laughs) for public intoxication which personally to me this bodes very well for the drama that's going to ensue in the rest of the trip but okay please tell me about your Ajita uh I one absolutely love this reality tv meta prophecy moment that you just provided so thank you very much um (laughs) also okay so back to potomac right i love mia for suggesting a trip down to the dirty south tip lol but girl how are you not going to organize sufficient rooms and bathrooms okay so the reason behind this super triggered outsized response to house logistics is because i personally have my venus and mars in virgo both in my 10th and 11th, depending on which house system you use. And it's like, I'm usually the one picking the Airbnb for group vacations. I'm the one that's organizing shit. And that's like fucking stressful. Like you want to make sure there is a sufficient person to bathroom ratio. You want enough bed so that people, even if they have to share, would at least only share a king and queen. You know what I mean? I do, but I love that your first point was about the people to bathroom ratio. That's such a Virgo <laughs> thing to say. Also, side note, you know how Wendy was talking about how the tip is not the right term because it's oh like the God. bottom and the tip is the top. I wonder what the antithesis of a tip is. But anyway, um, <laughs> such a like Gemini moment. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like it's really hard to find a house with a bathroom per room. 
But I agree that having Candace and Wendy sharing a small ass bed is neither practical nor realistic. Right. I mean, like, I know it's not about me, but like what also really grinds my gears is just how flippant Mia is about handling the whole situation. Like not properly organizing the room. So now Candace has to randomly share a relatively small bed with Wendy, especially after all this drama that's going down. I mean, I know, oh, I guess maybe they're the only two that seem to get along. But still, still, I know Mia is a SAG son with her Mercury in SAG. So, you know, with that Jupiterian big picture thinking, details might sometimes be elusive. But like, come the fuck on. Listen, I don't think that was an oversight. I think that was totally on purpose. It's kind of interesting because we have Mia being shady in this way. But at the same time, she's also seemingly and Mm -hmm. in her confessionals trying to bring everyone together and get things back on track, which is very Mm Aquarius-like. And Mia has her Mars in Aquarius. So how she takes action and where she puts her energy towards will manifest in an Aquarian manner. I mean, yeah, okay, community-oriented in quotes, perhaps, but, like, I'm not entirely sure the intent was necessarily community vibes. It was more mean girls divide and conquer. Like, again, how is is Candace just, like, a casual afterthought? Yeah, Candace does seem like an afterthought, but other than that, I do think Mia did kind of a good job at assigning rooms. Mm. Can we talk about Ashley sneaking away with Candace's room assignment and opening it to see what the tea was with that? Ashley oh is super mercurial and Mercury is known for being a trickster. Oh my gosh, yeah, Ashley's so totally mercurial. Like talk about a Virgo rising, trying to meddle with all that Gemini energy. As a reminder, Mercury rules over two signs, Gemini and Virgo. And Ashley has her sun, Venus, and Mercury, both of which Venus and Mercury are retrograde in her natal chart in Gemini on top of her being a Virgo rising. So that's a lot of Mercury all over her chart. And I can totally relate with four Mercury ruled placements myself. Yeah. And and as you mentioned, right, like Mercury energy can be considered, you know, rather mischievous and There's potentially, with Gemini energy, even an element of youth or pranking or playtime. So it's so funny, of course, with Mars retrograde in Gemini at the moment, in real time. We're also reviewing this prank played by Ashley, or not played by Ashley, but we just review this meddling going on, right? Which in of itself is such a meta-astro moment for this week. Right, right. All fun and games, of course, until someone gets wine thrown in their face. Right, and apparently the fun and games stop next week based on this preview. <laughs> oh, that preview looks so good. I can't wait for Peter Thomas drama to come in. He's always so dramatic. Yes, um, yeah, also, you know, Ashley does have that Aries moon as well. And with Mars ruling over Aries, it can have a sometimes like friend or foe type of mentality. Mm. Specifically what went down at the winery um, with that dick reveal. Um, I mean, one, my mouth on the floor. But more importantly, do you feel like Ashley's always known about that? Or is she just shutting it down like, I don't know what you're talking about vibes? Like, to me, that was very stoic. And she really kind of diffused it with such calm, unflappable stoicism, you know? And it makes sense. She doesn't really have a lot of water in her chart, I guess, save for that Mars and Pisces and and the North Node. Yeah, I guess you're going to have to have some level of stoicism if you're going to deal with Michael Darby as a partner Mm. and like all the rumors that get leaked. 
you have to be used to keeping your shit together those gemini placements especially with her mercury and venus being retrograde that retrograde element can sometimes make it difficult for folks on the outside to get the logic or the reasoning because retrograde brings this kind of internal oriented energy uh to the placements Mm, right like not needing a lawyer for your divorce proceedings even after you've googled sufficiently (laughs) favorite line of the episode quote i didn't get my degree on google end quote i hit rewind (laughs) to listen to that again and again Uh, like that was just esquire like that that lawyer i would hire that bitch (laughs) so good so good I'm just glad that Ashley is finally getting some good advice and professional advice uh, and Mm -hmm. perspective to wrap her truth around. With Gemini energy, while it's important to be open and curious, there has to be an understanding of a baseline truth. Thank God I've got my Sagittarius rising to balance it for myself. And Mm -hmm. if there isn't a strong foundation, it does become to get like it can become untethered or influenced Mm -hmm. by external forces. (laughs) You say untethered and influenced by external forces. I I immediately visualize Whitney with this moon in Gemini, sad Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> Is that our cue for Salt Lake City? Because I'm mm. excited to talk about the husband's little south in your mouth powwow moment. <laughs> oh my God. I fucking love the husband's barbecue. Sidebar, happy solo return to John Barlow, who celebrated his birthday this week. We love a Scorpio husband. Um, But back to this lunch. It felt like such a beautiful moment of these men coming together and like talking about their emotions. Oh, you know, I love emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. But the tension could be cut with a meat cleaver. Even mm. after Seth and John excuse themselves to talk about the drama going on with their wives. I, I feel like the Beverly Hills husbands need to give these guys lessons on how to deal with wife drama. Although it does get messier because these ladies did drag both of the husbands through the mud with their respective wives. So right, it right. is harder for the men to ignore. But it makes me sad because in previous seasons, we could see that John and Seth really did have a genuine friendship. Anyway, getting back to the fun bits, I think everyone can agree that Coach Shaw is like the best. And Mm. of course, we only see what goes on on camera and no one is perfect. But Sharif seems pretty fucking perfect in terms of supportive husband material. Oh, love Sharif. Like, you know how I feel about Coach Shaw. I mean, I was doing some digging naturally. And apparently Coach (laughs) Shaw is an Aquarius sun and Pisces moon. That really came through in this barbecue as well. First with him leading prayer, which is like very Pisces moon, Pisces being associated with belief and spirituality, also providing a space for the men to gather. As we've mentioned, mm-hmm. this is like very Aquarian move. Um, but additionally, he's got Mercury in Capricorn trining Saturn in Taurus. And this has a very elder head of the household grounding energy, which we could totally see with Coach. Yeah. And then there's that Definitely. moment where he says, again, direct quote, I cry. I cry because I can't control the outcome. I can't fix it. I can't do what most men want to do for their wives in making it better. I can't do that. And it's some days I feel absolutely helpless. End quote. Like, oh, my God, all his places <sighs> totally wrapped up in that one quote. Right. Like, that broke me a little. And, like, the way he even talks about surrender, you know, and stating, like, 
despite how difficult things have been, like this is exactly where they need to be or he needs to be. That's so Pisces moon surrender of him, you know, and the more I look at his chart, the more uh, I, I made the proclamation like a few episodes ago that I don't believe that Shaw knew what was up with everything going on with Jen. I, the more I look at the chart, I, I support that, you know, I am not entirely convinced he was in the know. And maybe that's my bias creeping in. But I genuinely believe that Coach Shaw has an amazing evolutionary response to his placements. And I'm so, so into it. Yeah, definitely. And it also makes sense why he and Jen have such good chemistry because he has a lot of Sagittarius Mm. going on in his chart. He's got Venus, Mars, Neptune, and Jupiter. And this really nicely complements her rising sign, which of course is a Sagittarius. Right. And again, I can't help but talk about the Pisces moon one more time, but it (laughs) is forming this lovely trine to her Mercury and Venus and Scorpio just from like an element perspective. So Mm. I do feel like there's this beautiful, um, watery, emotional receptivity, you know, between the both of them. And so while she might have a lot of that intense emotional vulnerability, he's like here to be the spiritual guide for her. It's really, really beautiful sinistry, I think. Yeah. Oh, it is lovely. I also like I loved when Seth reached across the table to hold his hand and all the men put a hand on coach's back like such a sweet moment. Uh, But to stay on this Pisces train of thought that you keep bringing up something that I want to talk about also is Lisa and her Mormon 2.0ing because Mm -hmm. it's garnered a bunch of criticism in the past but i think it's actually a really healthy expression of her jupiter in pisces placement definitely and as you mentioned earlier like planet jupiter is the planet of abundance and expansion and so the sign it falls in a chart in in your chart excuse me is an area of your life that you know you're supposed to be focused on growth in um also sidebar in a very meta moment as you know jupiter is moving or sorry jupiter is in pisces right now retrograde in pisces and again we are reviewing Lisa's faith on camera as Jupiter is in Pisces. And I wonder if there's going to be a plot development, you know, that she maybe gets that clarity as the season goes on as Jupiter moves direct, um, which should happen like literally next week. But there's no episode next week, I don't think. Yeah, I can. I, I keep forgetting that Jupiter's in Pisces. Um mm-hmm. Maybe because it is retrograding and I don't want to like get too excited about it being there because it's going to leave soon. But um, this placement in Lisa's chart makes sense to me because Lisa, as we see, is looking to expand her view of what it means to be a devout Mormon, which Mm -hmm. traditionally is like a very strict structured thing, especially since it's like a newer religion. It hasn't really had time to evolve into other offshoots or you know, what it can be. But here we see her taking parts of the religion that make her feel expansive and good and leaving what doesn't resonate with her. Mm-hmm. And this placement of Jupiter in Pisces is also often associated with empaths. So I found it funny that Lisa called herself out as an empath in Arizona a few episodes ago. Right. It's also funny that Heather questions that level of empathy from Lisa, which is such a classic Scorpio moon move. I mean, obviously, now it brings us to this conversation that they're having in the middle of this choir session. 
Oh my god, I loved this whole scene. <laughs> Not so much what went down, because I think we're all bored with this conversation happening over and over right. again, but more so how unbelievably awkward and amazing it was that they're having this conversation while everyone's doing vocal warm-ups with an earshot of them. Yeah, this background scale work was basically cinematic perfection. Um, But I especially like oh my gosh it's such a comedy I love how Heather just owns like not remembering anything as a valid excuse which is hilarious because again with this Scorpio moon I am not convinced this is goldfish it's giving me more intentional selective memory to suit your purpose more than anything well let me play devil's advocate for a moment because as I said last week I have Mercury and Gemini like Heather And I can relate to not remembering things I said. Like, I can totally say something and then literally a few moments later not remember that I said it. So this placement (laughs) to me is very goldfish brain vibes and kind of like an in one ear, out the other thing. Once we express ourselves, that moment has passed and we're ready to move on and express or think about something new. So I personally don't falter for not remembering things. Honestly, I'm kind of over Heather at the moment. So sometimes like I just can't help but zone out when she's like mid argument. Um, But speaking of like people being at fault for things, um, big news yesterday, as you know, of course, Bravo and Cocktails broke that news that Jen's sentencing is coming up on uh, what was it? December 15th this year, which you and I both know that's right in the middle of the shadow period for Mercury retrograde in Capricorn. So, of course, interestingly enough, we had Jen's plea change take place on the full moon in Capricorn back in July. Now, with Mercury retrograde this time, it's definitely this moment of reckoning, review, and punishment, you know, given Saturn is in the fold uh, since it rules Capricorn. Now, of course, Jen has none other than a cap moon. So you can see absolutely how all these events are happening in her life, how they're manifesting. Um And of course, we also received this news as Venus and Mercury moved into SAG, which is the sign of her rising sign, her ascendant. Yeah, this has been really fascinating to watch this unfold and track with the cosmos. And for Mm -hmm. those interested, we have an Instagram post breaking down how Jen's legal troubles have been tracking with the lunation cycle specifically. So you're definitely going to want to check that out. Definitely. Um. This is just like more of a thought for you, right? A question for you, Emma. But like, do you think it's going to fuck with reunion filming? Possibly. I could see her mm. maybe only coming in for a portion of the reunion or even video calling in and not being there in person. That's yeah. tough. That's yeah. tough. What about you? I mean... Would I love to see Jen there? Yes, she's literally the comedic saving grace of this season. She's been so on point. Like, she's been so, so funny. Like, everyone should be watching. You know what I mean? Yeah, but oh man, speaking of everyone should be watching, I hope the judge doesn't watch this show, especially yeah, not the judge. like with sentencing <laughs> coming up, because honestly, it, like as funny as Jen is, it really doesn't show her in the best light in any way. Right, and right. it's still wild to me that Jen agreed to come back to the show this season And because while she has toned it down a bit, there's only so much toning down you can do with her, especially when, you know, you see she's got Mars in a fixed sign like Taurus, which is like a very stubborn placement. Mm. Yeah. I mean, 
how else is she going to make that money, you know, amid this situation? Like, like her materiality has trapped her and now she's entrapped because she has nothing else. She has nowhere else to go. Right. Um, but, you know, with Mars and Taurus, that's in retrograde. So, again, as we said earlier, it's a very internal placement. A lot of external factors don't necessarily I mean, like, it's hard for us to understand, maybe, but internally she's trying to figure it out. Um mm. But speaking of retrogrades, I mean, should we take a look back this week? Some of the current current Bravo news and that we've highlighted um, on our Instagram stories. I feel like there was a uh, quite a few things to talk about. Yeah, I have two that really stuck out to me. So the first mm. was, of course, Mars retrograde related because we're we're knee deep in it right now. Right. Uh, so Rina was asked. Uh, what her regret is or like if she had regrets mm. and her one regret from her eight years on Beverly Hills was being involved in the Yolanda Munchausen's debacle so Oof. again retrograde is a time to look back and I personally associate it with like basically any word that starts with re so um a regret totally tracks here yeah, it's so interesting. That's literally the one thing that she's owned, you know, and like as much as Rena can be so annoying on social media, she like definitely keeps you on your toes. I mean, personally, I might have liked to seen her own the Denise thing, like apologize. Like that was such a big thing. Um, But anyway, what was uh, what was that other moment for you? So my other moment was a great way to kick off Sagittarius season, this new show, Love Without Borders, that's going to be premiering right mm -hmm. after we have three planets moving into Sagittarius. So as you mentioned at the top of the show, Sagittarius is associated with long distance travel. But in addition to that, it's associated with foreign cultures. So with Venus, the planet of love and Mercury, what we think about and the sun, something shining a light on moving into the sign. It's like another one of those cosmic meta moments that you love so much Tasha uh yes I also be remiss if I did not mention that below deck is also premiering as SAG season starts so like definitely starting to think the network has an astrologer on staff <laughs> but if they don't hi we're available hi <laughs> uh what about you what were your favorite moments from the past week um you know not so much a favorite moment per se but like I kind of thought it was cool that when the moon moved into Leo everyone seemed to come out and play and do very Leo things. So like, of course, we have Garcelle Sutton and Jennifer Tilly getting dinner together with a bunch of people on Monday. And then on Tuesday, we get this gift of Voldemort delivering the intense Lisa Barlow soliloquies, um, you know, of her hot mic moment and iconic, iconic. Um, so, you know, on the one hand, you have Leo merriment and feasting with your friends. And on the other hand, you have this intense theatrical performance. So, Really, really cute stuff, universe. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of cute stuff from the universe, we do have like a really lovely new moon in Sagittarius coming on November 23rd, which is right in time for Thanksgiving. Mm. New moons, as we all know, are an amazing time for setting new intentions and getting a bit of a fresh slate for the upcoming lunar month. Right, and this is the first new moon following eclipse season. And I think, you know, it's we're definitely going to be settling in the aftermath of what's happened. And hopefully we're going to get some clarity around our internal moral compass and how we want to move forward. Now, keep in mind, with that being said, Mars is still retrograding through Gemini. And while it won't be in direct opposition to the new moon in Sagittarius, it may still have an energetic impact on your communications or conversation. So you're going to be mind want to be mindful when family starts aggravating you at your Thanksgiving gathering. 
Yes. And my in my case, it's already blown up. So I should have taken your advice, our advice. I should just listen. Um, But, you know, for everyone else, if things somehow get a little heated, maybe take a break. Step away. I don't know. Listen to a podcast episode while you're at it. And just to make sure you guys have something to listen to in those moments of tension, we do have a special bonus episode coming your way right in time for that. So make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast player so you don't miss it. Yes, and definitely check out our Instagram page at The Cosmic Clubhouse for more Bravo Astrology content. See you next time. Bye.